Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Storyline. My name remains Kufo Kadri, and joining me today is Taiwo Akiyemi. Um, yeah, nice to be here. How was the lancer today? Fantastic, yeah. Uh, it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain a couple of days, but the weather has been great, and there's just been a lot of so you mean you, your weather has been good in Atlanta, and over here in London, our weather is just way too cold. My god. Unfortunate. <laughs> uh, um, welcome to Storyline. Um, uh, please make sure to, you know, after do, um, subscribe to this channel. Um, if you've not followed us on any of our social media handles, make sure to go do so. Today, um, we'll bring you the story of Gideon, 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 this mighty man of valor. Who is this man? Where did they come from? Today, we'll be dissecting every single thing you need to know about this guy, the lessons and, um, and the things we need to really, really, really learn from this guy. So, um, without further ado, the story of Gideon. Um, this story can be found in Judges 6, 7, and 8. Here goes the story. You know, so long ago in Israel, at a time of despair for the Israelites, you know, they were facing all kinds of hardships because they had done evil in Lord's sight. The Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. The Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in the mountains, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, Mangaudas from Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east would attack Israel, camping in the land and destroying crops as far away as Gaza. They left the Israelites with nothing to eat, taking all the sheep, goats, cattle, and donkeys. The Israelites cried out to the Lord for help, and because the Lord is ever faithful, the Lord sent them a ear. His name is Gideon. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the tree of Oprah, which belonged to Joash of the clan of Abizar. Gideon, son of Joash, was stretching wheat at the bottom of a wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Almighty, oh, the Lord is with you, sir. Sir, <laughs> Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why, why is all this happening to us? And where are the miracles? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and has handed us over to the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue from the Midianites. I am sending you. But Lord, Gideon replied, How can I rescue Israel? <laughs> my clan is the weakest in the old tribe of Manasseh. And I, I, I am the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you. And you will destroy the Midianites, and if you were fighting against one, as if you were fighting against one man, Gideon replied, If you're truly going to help me, show me a sign to prove that it's really the Lord speaking to me. Don't go away until I come back and bring my offering to you, he answered. I will stay here until you return, the angel answered. Gideon hurried on. He cooked a young goat, and with a basket of flour, he baked some bread without yeast. Then carrying the meat in a basket and the bread in a pot, he, put, he brought them out and presented them to the angel, who was under the great tree. The angel of God said to him, Place the meat and your unleavened bread on this rock, and pour the bread over it. And Gideon did as he was told. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and bread with the tip of the staff in his hand, and fire flamed up from the rock and consumed all he had brought. And the angel of the Lord disappeared. When Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he cried out, O oh, sovereign Lord, I am doomed. I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. That night, the Lord said to Gideon, Take the second bull from your father's head. 
the one that is seven years old. Pull down your father's altar to bow and cut down the Asherah pole standing beside it. Then build an altar to the Lord your God here on this hilltop, on this hilltop sanctuary, laying the stones carefully. Sacrifice the bull as a burnt offering on the altar, using as well the wood of the Asherah pole you cut down. So Gideon took ten of his servants and did as the Lord had commanded. But he did it at night because he was afraid of the other members of his father's household and the people of the town. Early the next morning, as the people of the town began to stare, someone discovered that the altar of Baal had been broken down and the Asherah pole beside it had been cut down. In their place, a new altar had been built, and on, and, and on it were the remains of the bull that had been sacrificed. The people said to each other, Who did this? And after asking around and making a careful search, they learned that it was Gideon, the son of Josh. Bring out your son, the men of the town demanded of Josh. He must die for destroying the altar of Baal and for cutting down the Asherah pole. But Josh shouted to the mob that comforted him, Why are you defending Baal? Will you argue his case? Whoever pleads this case will be put to death by morning. If Baal truly is a god, let him defend himself and destroy the one who broke down his altar. From then on, Gideon was called Jehu Baal, which means let Baal defend himself because he broke down Baal's altar. Soon afterward, the armies of Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east formed an alliance against Israel and crossed the Jordan, camping in the valley of Jezreel. Then the spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with power. He blew a ram's horn as a call to arms, and the men of the clan of Abiza came to him. He sent messengers throughout Manasseh, Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali. Summoning their warriors, and all of them responded, Prove it to me this way. I will put a wool fleece on the threshing floor tonight. If the fleece is wet with dew in the morning, but the ground is dry, then I will know that you are going to help me rescue Israel as you promised. And that is just what happened. When Gideon got up early the next morning, he squeezed the fleece and wrung out a whole bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, Please don't be hungry with me, <laughs> but let me make one more request. Let me use the fleece for, fleece for one more test. This time, let the fleece remain dry while the ground around it is wet with you. So that night, so that night, God did as Gideon asked. The fleece was dry in the morning, but the ground was covered with you. Then Gideon assembled men to go fight the Midianites, and the Lord was with him. The Lord further assured Gideon in Judges 7:10 by giving him another sign, just in case he was afraid. Gideon took this sign and was bold enough to fight with just 300 men against over. 130,000 enemy soldiers. As the 300 soldiers of Gideon blew their hand, confusion set, set into the camp of the Midianites and they started fighting each other and killed each other. Only about 15,000 escaped with their kings, Zeba and Zalmunna. As Gideon pursued them with his soldiers, he went past the cities of Sukkot and Peniel. And there he asked the elders for some food and water and they taunted him and refused him help. Gideon caught up with Zeba and Zalmunna and had them killed. But on his way back, he made sure to kill all of the elders of Sukkot and Peniel who taunted him. Um, that is the story of Gideon, paraphrased. Of course, if you want to really delve into the story, you will need to um, go into uh, the scriptures, um, Judges um, um, 6, 7, and 8. You will find um, the story there. And, you know, we'll just um, keep on from there. Um, T, over to you. Yeah. Um... Gideon is, is a very interesting, um, one of the judges 
during a time uh, where, like it was said in the Book of Judges, where Israelite Israel didn't have any king. So Gideon was one of this judge that God had reason to to actually divide the people of Israel from from the oppressors Midianites and and Co. Um, but it's interesting to see how our Gideon was transformed into someone who is very weak and unsure of himself. Um, the angel said, "You're a man of valor, mighty man of valor." But that the realization of that mighty man of valor was evolving from Genet Judges. Let's say Judges seven, uh, no six. The end of six. Um, as we can see in the end of six, uh, you read six, chapter. Yeah. Chapter 26, where, where God had told him replace, and sorry, 27 says, so Gideon took 10 of his servants and did as the Lord had commandments, for he did it at night for fear of other members of his father's household. So even at that point, he was still a mighty man of power, even though he did it in fear. And it just shows that mighty, uh, I was, um, that mighty people, even people who we see today and, and, and that just so in awe of, let's say, Pastor Deboy or Apostle Joshua, Joshua Selman, is that they, they just didn't become that courageous or that, that bold one day, is that true fear um, in, in, in obedience, they kept on growing to the realization of what the Holy Spirit had actually said about them. I think that obedience that from six, doing it in fear, he got to this place where it was spirit-filled, and then he blew the trumpet, but he didn't just end there. He, he went on to send messages to, to draw people. Uh, let's go and fight this war because God is with us. So as, as every step of obedience was reassurance. So it's this cycle where even, even if you fear and you don't know what, what is going to happen, as long as you take a step in obedience and you see the fruit of our obedience, because once God has given a word, you're going to bring it to fruition is that that then encourages you to take a larger step and to take a larger step and to take 300 people to go fight 120,000. Doesn't make sense. That, is, that is definitely. That's 400 times. My 400 God. times. It's like one man, 200 people. One to 400. That's, that's, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an encouraging story of, of how God can walk through a flawed, broken, mm. coward person. 100%. And it's funny how we can, we can uh, uh, um, literally draw a parallel from the 300 of Gideon's men with um, the 300 Spartans. Spartans, arise! <laughs> you know, the, the movie yeah. 300, if you, you can actually... If you've seen that movie, then you can, you are able to really have an understanding of what was going on. So, in in um in, in the movie um three hundred, the the enemy soldiers, some of them were even giants, some of them were even some of them were even ghosts, like proper real spiritual delinquent, like they were go <laughs> crazy people, giants in the land, and 300 men, no, they died. those ones died, of course they didn't have God, but this, this one of Gideon's men, you know, they had God, and you know, for me, starting from, from Georgia 6, I started saying, I started seeing myself in Gideon, 
like I started seeing myself Gideon from from the beginning of this of, of the story. I see, you know, Judges six um, um thirteen. It's funny how 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 these people this question that was asked there. It says, um, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, "My hero, the Lord is with you." Now, first things first. This man is just there, and upon the angel coming, the angel says, "My hero." Of course, it means. It is that which is called from the from the beginning of time. That's what the angel sees about him, and that's what he calls him. The Bible tells us uh, uh, Ephesians 1 4, I've been chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him. Jeremiah 1 5 tells us how how um before we we're formed in our mother's room, he had he had ordained us as, as prophets of the nations. So this angel is calling that which he knew from the beginning. 13, Gideon replied, <laughs> Sir, Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of Egypt, but now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites? See, what I saw there was, God calls us things, God, God has, has, <laughs> has called me, God has, okay, let, let me use this one. Through a, a prophet friend, you know, I was I was you know, uh, as a partner in, in in a ministry. So normally we get prophetic ministry, and you know, so this prophet person was was this this person was prophesying to me, and she says, "Oh, Kofo, the Lord has given you the airwaves. The Lord has given you the airwaves. Of course, I'm one called to the mountain of media, and you know, she says this, and I can understand where Gideon is coming from. You're calling him mighty man of valor, and Gideon is asking." Why has all these things happened to us? <laughs> what are you saying, Angel? It's not, it's not matching. So, you've given me the airwaves. And at a point in my life when I was putting videos on YouTube and they were having four views. <laughs> and I'm like, it's, it's not looking as if I have the airwaves. <laughs> Isn't it? That's exactly what Gideon is saying here. That's exactly what Gideon is saying here. Not knowing that there's a process. There's a process of pruning. There's a process where we'll get to that place where where we are we are, we have been able to to really get herself you know accustomed to that place we've been able to pay the price we've been able to to you know to to really be what that that's that that point where, where we'll get to that point of course then that question was just something that i i felt eh, we need to, this question needs to be lighted Look at the verse 14 for me, too. It's just something I really love. Said, then Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites I'm sending you. Is it not funny how, 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 how God speaks to us? He speaks to us because he has the understanding of, of, of the end, he has the understanding of the beginning. So, of course, we know it's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. So he says, Go with the strength you have. Gideon must have looked at himself and be like, See, come on, what was this reply when 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 uh this angel says go in the stream that you have? We see his reply. Verse 15, 16. See, you want to you want to read it for us? Yeah, yeah, this, this, uh, how can I say zero? My family is the poorest, the in the old tribe of my I'm the least and I am in my entire family. Taught, uh, and look family. at the promises of God, even when we we argue and we do not think we are that person. Look at look at how, how a good father will just be a reassuring. That's exactly what we have in God. Look at the assurance. The Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. 
Not, not, not. I'll defeat the king Zeba and Zalmona, and you will, and you will destroy him as if you were fighting against one man. He's speaking to one man that is going to fight a nation. The Midianites are a nation. And he will be fighting a nation as if he were fighting one man. Meaning, in every man resides a nation. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. That just came to me. I never planned that. In every man resides a nation. In one day, Jacob turned into Israel. So, in one day, Jacob the man became a nation. And we see the people of Israel come out of this man. So, oh, thank you, Father. Oh, I love that one, Lord. <laughs> so, in one day, this guy becomes a nation that is fighting another nation. Just him and the glory of the Lord upon him. The grace of God upon him is enough to fight a nation as if we were fighting with one man. Beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. Then... We go into Gideon's inferiority complex. We go into Gideon's self-esteem issues. Asking for size. <laughs> Asking for size. You know, see, I say to you, I can relate so much with Gideon because, you know, at the beginning of, of, of ministry for me, I had this, this huge imposter syndrome. I'm like, Lord, are you are you sure? Are you, are you sure you're actually calling me? Like, come on, I was for like Kadri, the 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 you know the club the club guy. I could throw. <laughs> See, come on, you know you know I'm a, I'm a very good dancer. These dances did not come from praise of the Lord. It came from the club, from the rave, didn't it? So, <laughs> I'm all those things, and I'm looking at my friends. Then will look at me and be like. Kofo, stop that. If it's joke, if it's joke, you're joking with us. Just stop it. And you know, I just had this imposter syndrome. Like I just felt like an imposter. Like, what am I doing, Lord? Lord, this is not this is not possible. That is exactly where Gideon was. All of a sudden, a man that that felt I felt all his life that he was the least in his family. Feeling that felt all his life that his clan was even the smallest in his, in, 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 in this clan was the smallest in the entire nation. Now, this man is said, he's being called a nation that's going to fight the Midianites as if he were fighting one man. Come on. Only a fool would not think, let me not say a fool, only, only, only an incredible, <laughs> only a fool, yeah. I do not want to, because there are actually some people that are actually quite very, Trusting of God and and have so much faith, so I don't want to say fool. Okay, but but but, but we're still we're still fools for for Christ because again it, it doesn't it doesn't you make can say that, sir. sense. You can say that, sir. Based on that definition of of being of, of what fools is that it doesn't it doesn't follow. We see where he was. I understand that place. Seeing yourself as the least. That's always what you've always seen. That's what everything you've always, always um, identified yourself as, as a weak man, as, as, as someone with self-esteem issue, inferiority complex. And it's called a nation. That's going to fight a nation as if we're fighting one man. Of course, he had to ask for the signs. But this guy didn't stop on one sign. 
He asked for the second one. He asked for the third one. <laughs> now that is where now becomes funny. See, <laughs> what are you doing, Gideon? Look at the first sign. Look at the first. Um, the first sign we see him. He asked Judges six seventeen. Gideon replied, "If you are truly going to help me, show me a sign to prove that it's really the Lord speaking to me." Don't go away until I come back and bring my offering to you. He answered, I will stay here until you return. Gideon hurried home. He cooked a young goat and with a basket of flour, he baked some bread without yeast. Then kindly meat in a basket and he brought it in a pot. He brought them out and presented them to the angel who was under the great tree. The angel of God said to him, place the meat and unleavened bread on this rock and pour the broth over it. And Gideon did as it was told. The angel of the Lord touched the meat and bread with the tip of the, of the staff in his hand and fire flamed up from the rock and consumed all the bread. And the angel of the Lord disappeared. When Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he cried out, O sovereign Lord, I am doomed. I have seen the angel of the, fa- of the Lord face to face. Then 23, it is all right, Lord, pray, do not be afraid, you will not die. The first sign. Now, see, judging from the strength of this encounter, don't we think it is enough for, for Gideon to be like, ah, everything this angel said for sure is definite. He had seen God, a representative of God. He had seen someone disappear, not in a dream. I have had encounters in a dream, some crazy encounters in a dream. But this was real life, face to face. You know, it brings food right there. The food disappears. Not just the food, not just the offering. The, the angel disappears. Real life. No, we, we actually need to actually look at the strength of this encounter and actually look at the limitations of Gideon. Gideon was, was actually not... It, not I'm not going to speak on his unbelief because I'm also, I'm, God is helping me with my unbelief. But it's, come on, we need to really know this This man, there was there was something else to this man. There was some kind of, of something going on in this man's head. The mental issue this man was dealing with. Because that was that was a very strong conviction. That was a very strong encounter. Wouldn't you agree with me, T? That was a very strong one. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um Seen an angel, seen an angel, yeah, definitely. It's something that registered in your head, and um, but 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 again, it's, it's the fact that the angel has disappeared, and you're wondering, uh, was it really true? Would maybe, maybe I didn't hear it correctly that day, maybe because I can't combine or uh, when we lose sight uh, of it, I the moment we 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 hmm. lose sight of, of it. Then we start looking for our convictions again. We start looking for another encounter. And that was exactly what played out with, uh, with, with, with Gideon. Guess what? He asked for another sign. The second sign, he says, oh, give me this sign, Judges 6 from 37. He asked for this sign in 37. We see him here. He says, if you are truly going to use me to rescue Israel as you promised, prove it to me in this way. I will pull a wool fleece on the threshing floor tonight. If the fleece is wet with dew in the morning, but the ground is dry, then I will know what you are, that you are going to help me rescue Israel as you promised. And this, that's just what happened when Gideon got up early the next morning. He squeezed the fleece and wrung out a whole bowl full of water. That happened. Now look at, oh my bro Gideon, this guy. <laughs> look at the next statement he makes. He's gotten a second sign. That should be enough, isn't it? Nope, not for Gideon. Gideon says, Then Gideon said to God, Please don't be angry with me. 
But let me make one more request. Let me use the fleece for one more test. This time, let the fleece, fleece remain dry while the ground around it is wet with dew. So that night, God did as Gideon asked. The fleece was dry in the morning, but the ground was covered with dew. And what I saw yet see was, even in our weakness, even in our dumb requests, we have that we're faithful. We have that, you know, who is faithful and always willing to help us. Who is faithful and always willing to even come true for us. In God. Because God could have said, what is wrong with you, man? I just, I just made... You just saw water inside something that there's no water. Why are you asking me again? You're telling me again that I should do, I should do the opposite again. Yeah, come on, Gideon, think about this. God could have tried to explain. God could have, no, but God knew. For this guy to actually move, he needs the strength of his encounters. He needs this proof. He gets it because God is faithful. Um, My next um, thing I'm going to see is... um. You know, in Judges 6, 25, when before God would actually use Gideon, you know, this actually came to me. Before God would actually use Gideon, Gideon had to do something. Gideon had to put down Baal. He had to cut down the, the, the Asherah pole. They, um, you know, so basically the Israelites were, they, they, of course, we know the whole purpose of God raising Gideon was because they had cried out to God for help. And God was going to use Gideon as this as this hero, this Avenger, you know, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel Avengers. Uh, <laughs> Gideon was going to be the, the this hero for the for the Israelites. And before that could be could be established, of course, we see before it, anything Gideon could even do anything. The first word of the Lord that came to to Gideon was to get down bow, was to get down the bow and the Asherah pole. Now, what does this say to us? What does this say to us? That we need also need to put down our bow and acknowledge him only. The Bible says trust in the Lord and acknowledge him in all that you do. So we need to put whatever it is, whatever idol that is in our life. It just is exactly as the Lord of the Lord came to me today for my wife and said to me to just trust, trust in the Lord. I'm not saying I'm there. I'm not saying, oh, oh. And I, I was having a concern with T just before we came, on, we, came, we came on this podcast that sometimes I do not like it when we preach on these things because we are also believing God for help in these areas. But if we are not able to relate with you, you would know, you, you would know these things. So we need to put down our bow. We need to put down whatever it is as an idol in our life. If it is, if you have seen your, your work, you're going to work as your source of income, you need to put down that bow. I'm not saying quit your job, but I'm saying is change your mentality. Redirect your mind, your source. Your source is God, not the work you go to 9 to 5 p.m. Your source, your, your, your everything that is an idol in your life is TV. Clothes, shoes, Tesla, like my friend T. <laughs> like everything that I do in your life, you need to redirect it and trust God and let God be the only person. So you need to cut down those Asherah pole. You need to bring down Baal. That was exactly what I saw here before God started anything. 
in it, T. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think if I would sum up the person of Gideon as, as it compares to me, as it compares to you, as it compares to the person listening, just any single person, is that the, the main the main thing that the main theme of our life that would never go away it's our, our identity is that um whatever activity you do would would change over the years you'd uh, at the beginning of your life you'll probably be students where you're learning a lot and then at some point you start you join the workforce and then you retire all of your activities will change, jobs will change, and every other thing will change. Being a parent, being not a parent, being a single, married. But identity is something that if if, if it's wrong, would definitely impact every aspect of your life. And identity is something that we almost always forget or almost always misplace just because of just because of the fact that if if it's not centered on something that is immovable of which our entity is supposed to be, then it just becomes this, this wave that just keeps on going up and down. And, and, and that that's that's what the story of Gideon actually is that this person who is weak, flawed, and then God is saying, he has nothing to do with your family. He has nothing to do with your tribe. It's like God telling me he has nothing to do with Stop complaining. It has nothing to do with you being from Nigeria, which you know there's a lot of challenges. Right? It has nothing to do with... Yeah, it has nothing to do with your tribe that you're Yoruba or that you cannot do this. Or it has nothing to do with your family that you say, oh, my family has been this week and, and, and this has just plagued my family. No. Then I'm giving you another identity. And that identity is, is centered on me, not you. And so it's, it's following through with, with that in saying, irrespective of whatever I've known from now, whatever I've known before, is I'm going to set my heart on what Christ is telling me now. And, and, and that's, that's the, main, the main theme of the gospel is that we keep reminding ourselves that it's none of my righteousness. From now to tomorrow, we'll not, we'll not get to that point of belief where I feel like I've gotten there. We're not going to get Christ has already judged us righteous. It's the same way, the same way Gideon here has been judged a mighty man of valor. And and, and it's, it's, it's until we, we come to that place of conviction where we're, we're putting ourselves in front of the world and, and, and the Holy Spirit is continually bringing that gospel as we put ourselves in the world, that it becomes a reality in our life where we look at ourselves five years behind or even two years and just like, wow. See what the Lord has done. Yeah. <laughs> what we waited for yeah, has come to uh, pass. See what the Lord has done. Yeah. You know, um, what you're saying, yeah. And I saw it in Georgia 7 too. No, this is when um the Lord said to Gideon, You have too many warriors with you. If I let all of you fight the Midianites, the Israelites will boast to me that they save themselves by their own strength. Now, and in this scripture, I saw, you know, uh, um, um, 2 Corinthians um, 12, 9, where it says um, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. In our weakness, that's where his strength is made perfect. So the Lord saying to Gideon, oh, it will be as if, you, one man, is fighting 
you you will fight the millionaires as if you are fighting one man. So it is nation versus nation. So the Lord is now saying to Gideon, cut down all those soldiers to just 300 because he doesn't want no one boasting because he wants to perfect, oh, sorry, he wants his strength made perfect in our weakness. So we know that without a doubt, that it's not because I am an intellectual or it's not because of my um sword um sword skills or my Nintendo or my um Jokondo or my <laughs> it has nothing to do with my fighting ability. It's all because of him, all attributed to him. And you know, that scripture just came alive there. And in verse 3, what I saw. It says, therefore, tell the people, whoever is timid or afraid may leave this mountain and go home. You know, it's funny. 22,000 people come to come and fight. And the Lord says, oh, no, I just need 300. Because it, it needs to perfect. Uh, our strength needs to, needs to be made perfect in our weakness. And he said, it just needs 300. He said, whoever is afraid needs to go. And... That scripture that says, um, um, for we have not been given the spirit of fear, but that of power, love, and a sound mind. So it's just the Lord saying, whoever is afraid, it's, it's like saying, the person has not got the fullness of my spirit. Let them go home. Because he has not given us that spirit of fear. It is, it is a spirit that we have come to, that we have actually met, you know, on earth. <laughs> the God of this world has, 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 has blindfolded us with. So he says, whoever is afraid can go home. Because he knows that which he has given to us is that of power and of a sound mind. That of a power and of a sound mind. And, you know, it's just, um, I, I really loved, I really loved, loved that scripture. It, it's really ministered to me there. And when I was reading it, I'm like, okay, Lord, I hear you. And, you know, we can see Judges 710, how... How the Lord told Gideon, with these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you victory over the, over the Midianites. Send all the others home. So Gideon collected the provisions and rams, orders of the other warriors, and sent them home. But they kept the 300 men with him. The Midianite camp was in a valley just below Gideon. That night, the Lord said, get up, go down into the Midianite camp, for I have given you victory over them. But if you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Pura. Listen to what the Midianites are saying, and you'll be greatly encouraged. Then you'll be eager to attack. So Gideon took Pura and went down to the edge of the enemy camp. The armies of Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east are settled in the valley like a swarm of locusts. Their camels were like grains of sand on the seashore. Too many to count. Gideon cut up just as a man was telling his companion about a dream. The man said, I had this dream, and in my dream, a loaf of barley bread came tumbling down into the Midianite camp. It eat a tent. He tent, turned it over, and knocked it flat. His companion answered, Your dream can only mean one thing. God has given Gideon, the son of Joash, the Israelites, victory over Midians and all of his allies. Now we see God. This is God saying in the first verse, in, 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 in the first verse I read, in um, verse, um, verse 3, seven, uh, um, Judges 7 3, saying, Whoever is afraid can go. And this is the same God. That is so merciful. That is still saying to Gideon that, okay, I've given you this victory. But in case you are afraid, in case you still need a sign, because I know I've wired you, 
You lack signs. You lack to be confident before you move. You, it's Gideon was a man that he needed to be sure of what was said. In itself, we wouldn't say that's a bad thing. We wouldn't say um, someone just wanting to be sure before he takes a step that's going to actually kill him and, and, and probably 22,000 men of Israel. So it was someone that also wanted to be sure, though. I, I, it's, it's just a very, 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 very uh, funny fellow. <laughs> then the Lord says, in case you're afraid, go and get your sign again. I've, give, I've made another sign available for you. And Gideon gets that sign. And even the person that, that, that followed him, Pura, was like, oh, oh. It was even, it was even enough sign for his followers. It's not, no, it's not even about Gideon. Look at Pura's testimony. He said, your dream can only mean one thing. God has given Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelites, victory over Midian and all its allies. This was Pura, not even Gideon. This was Gideon's um, 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 a fellow soldier in Indiana testifying of this. So definitely, it was not just for Gideon. That last sign was for the entire Israel, was for the entire 300. And it was just, um, it's, that, that really blessed me. T, do you want to give us some final thoughts today? Yeah, I, I, I do want to give my final thoughts. Um, but I think the final thought I want, I want to give, I want to make a contrast from Gideon's story to that of Saul. So again, if, if we contrast Saul and Gideon to the very moment, uh, Saul was confident of himself. Saul, where God stands um, head and shoulder above almost everyone in, in, in Israel. And, and this, this is from 1 Samuel 13. I'm reading from 11. Says, um, but Samuel said, what is this that you've done? Well, Saul replied, when I thought my men were scattering from me and you hadn't arrived by the time you said you would and that Philistines were at Mi'kmash ready to battle, I said, the Philistines are ready to march against us. I haven't even asked for the Lord's help. So I reluctantly offered a bond offering without waiting for you to arrive. You fool, someone exclaimed, you have disobeyed the commandment of the Lord your God. He was planning to make you and your descendants kings forevermore. I, I think what, what, what I'm trying to point out here is Saul so, is so is people, soldiers walking away and then took matters into his own hands. In the case of Gideon, God was actually intentionally asking him to turn away soldiers, even though he needed soldiers. You see, there's two people where even Gideon, this weak person, has become someone who internally has, be, has had this firm, conscious belief in God that is able to turn away soldiers, knowing that he's going to face a lot more people and he's still withering his soldiers. Meanwhile, Saul, who is this person who is confident in himself, sees his soldiers run, walking away and he's like, okay, no. Um, I, I have to do something until we can go in battle. I, I think I think one, one thing is to, to the person who is who is scared, to the person who, who works in unbelief, to the person who, who says, I, I just don't think I can be there. You're the you're the right person. You're just the God is, is, is yearning for. Is that if if you get to the place where you're head and shoulder above everyone else and you believe that and that's how you're going to win. I'm sorry, you're not going to get anywhere. Is that God is able to use the weak, the foolish people of this world, the, the foolishness of this world, to confound the wise. 
and and that that's just clearly shown in the person of Gideon is that God took this weak person, the son who is able to take 300 soldiers, which is one to 400 of the oppressors, into the ground. That that for me is 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 just mind blowing. But it's what God is able to do with. Awesome, too. Awesome. And you know, that was also one of my final thoughts. You know, saying that God can use anybody. Now, He can work on, on, on whatever self esteem issues you feel you have. Yes, it is you feel. It's not, He has not given you that. He has not given you that. So it is only a feeling to you. You only feel you have self esteem issues, or uh, you only feel you have inferiority complex. You only feel you have, oh, you can't do so much. Oh, you only feel you can't talk. You can't talk where where people are. You only feel, oh, 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 you don't know what to say. You are, you you do know what to say because you have the mind of Christ. You you have you have you know you are you are you you are freezing and died with Christ. You have obtained an inheritance in Christ. All these things the Bible says of you, it's in you. It's 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 in you. And you know, so using myself having having that imposter syndrome in the beginning, every single day I'm able to see myself as for the bold. You know, that's actually my nickname, actually, Kofo the Bold. Now, I see Kokiki the Coco that was dancing in the hall in, 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 in the club as changing to Kofo the Bold. Now, this process only comes if I give myself to the working of the Spirit within me. If I allow the Spirit help me to transition from that Kiki the Coco that, 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 <laughs> yeah, okay, I, that 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 imposter syndrome to kufu the bull that will look at an unbeliever in the face and challenge his unbelief by the spirit only one person will do that in me will do that work in me and that is the power of the holy spirit and that is the holy spirit so we need to align ourselves with the spirit of god we need to come under his leadership very very important you know um tios also mentioned that and the last thing i'm going to say final thought do not on people we are not <laughs> you know there's this saying that um um when they say someone is not what's what what they look like or um, <laughs> what's that saying that we are not what we look like or see you know you're know saying when you say um um so many work has, has, has been done done in us so we we yeah, we yeah, are not yeah. what we look you, you do not judge yeah you don't judge your book by its character oh sorry you don't judge your book by its cover you don't judge your book, your book by its cover so look at the we don't we don't look like where like where we're coming like where, where we've been coming exactly. from or what, what exactly we're that's we don't it look like don't want people don't don't um don't don't be an unbeliever and and don't try to believe in people try to see what god says in them try to try to look at people in the eyes of god now look at the elders of penel and the elders of Sukkot. now we can see this in um, judges 8 verse 5 the elders of Peniel, it says verse 4, Gideon then crossed the Jordan River with his 300 men. And this was when Gideon was running after um, the king Ziba and Zalmunna. He was, he was chasing them. And, you know, when when they reached Sokot, Gideon asked the leaders of the town, please give my warriors some fruit. They are very tired. I am chasing Ziba and Zalmunna, the kings of Midian. 
verse 6 says but the officials of soccer replied catch Ziba and Zamona and they will feed your army so Gideon said after the Lord gives me victory over Ziba and Zamona I will return and tear your flesh with the thorns and briars from the wilderness from there Gideon went to Peniel got to Peniel and again asked for food but he got the same answer so he said to the people of Peniel after returning victory I will tear down this tower guess what Gideon actually returned in victory. He killed Ziba and Zamuna. And by him coming back, what do you think he did to the leaders of Peniel and the leaders of Sokot? <laughs> he enjoyed... <laughs> he just... He, he, he massacred them. Why? Because they taunted them. And you won't... Literally, we will say, see, we will look at the leaders of, of Sokot and Peniel. They saw 15,000 men run past them and they now see 300 men <laughs> running after the 15,000 men and the 300 men asking for food from them so they can catch up to the 15,000 men and they will have thought to themselves oh but if we give these 300 men food that would be a waste of food because they would surely go and die looking at it the of course the, the physical way not the spiritual way now looking at it that way just looking if you look at people the, the physical way you will make the mistake of the elders of Sokot and the elders of Peniel in it see you will make the mistake of, of the elders so you can't look at any man in the physical and 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 and, and you know and, and think you can determine his worth or his life or his calling or, or wash or, or downplay his calling or the call of God on his life or whatever it is about that person that was the mistake of the leaders of, of Peniel and Sokot. Looking at 300 men pursuing 15,000. And they're like, if we'll give you food, definitely, definitely, even if you catch up to the 15,000 men, they will definitely kill you. So it is a waste of our own food. I get the argument. The argument will actually old in the court of law. In it. <laughs> but guess what? Only in the court of law with the argument old. It will not old in the court of heaven. Only in the court of law. This will never hold in the court of heaven. The elders of, of, of Peniel and, and the elders of, of Sokot, they got what was coming to them. Gideon killed them, massacred them. Yeah. Um, again, your, your concluding thoughts are getting very long. But I need, to, I need to give you a jab there. But I, 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 I actually, actually, and again, I'm not going to back it up, but I, I I do not entirely agree with Gideon going ahead to kill them. There are, there are different ways to actually punish um, because because they, they, they were not this were not this were not the Midianites that were oppressing the, the people from the regions were also Israelites. Um, again, they were wrong. Um, did they did they need to go ahead to in anger to, to massacre his, his fellow brothers? I, I think that was that was an for but yeah, they, they actually acted, you know. Oh, they did. You know, they sure did. Know. And um, I'll see any any more thoughts. Oh um, no! I, 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 my thank you so so Sorry. much for uh for you know for tuning into storyline with us today. Our um the story of Gideon had been a blessing to you, and um you know uh um do make sure to follow us on all our social media and those. Uh, or we are on uh, Instagram at Storyline Podcast, TikTok Storyline Podcast. On YouTube, you can find us at the Storyline Pod. We are also available on um, Apple, Google, 
um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, and every other podcast directory, Castbox, uh, um, um, Amazon Music, wherever you need to listen to us, we are there. Thank you for today. See. Yeah, and everyone, again, subscribe, join the conversation, listen, and um, drop comments, um, introduce you to your friends. Did he walk off on a <laughs> <Witness>. <laughs> Big word. Uh, make sure to share, uh, like, and subscribe, as Tia said. Uh, my name is Kufola Kadri, and I sign out. A big thanks to the media team for this production. And I want to say to you, thank you for watching Storyline today. If you want to get in touch or ask any questions, you can connect with us on IG at Social Palace, on Twitter, also at Social Palace and TikTok at Storyline Podcast. Or you can go leave us a WhatsApp message on our website at www.stristopalace.org and also check the Storyline blog on Palace. May the good Lord bless and keep you. Amen. Bye for now. <laughs>